Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best lives every day. And welcome back to the Brunch and Slay podcast, where we shine a light on all the innovators, the brands, and we do it all in the name of the culture. Thank you for joining us this week. I am ecstatic to be back with you. I hope that you have been enjoying the show and all the little love nuggets of wisdom, absolute happiness, and joy that you're getting every week. I am here this week with a lady with a plan, and we all need a plan. And you know I love to help you shine a light on your self-health and your wealth, and this week is all about your coins, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not forgetting about you, fellas. I've got the DMs. I know y'all listen. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm a lady, so it's just natural for me to say gals, just like y'all say guys. So it's all good. But today's show, we have a woman who is a founder of TaylorMade Budgets. She's a certified money coach by none other than Mr. Dave Ramsey himself, y'all. And we're not talking about she just got her certificate. No, no hate and no shine. I'm shining on light on you ladies out there who are doing it and you fellas who are doing it and you are activating that purpose right now. But this lady has been doing it since 2006. So you know she knows a thing or two about getting your dollars right. So welcome to the show, Miss Erica Young. Hey, Erica. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, I'm so happy to have you because I know, I know, and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and speak this into existence. You're going to help like at least 35, 45 people at least. That's what I'm talking about. Right. Every time, <laughs> every time they listen as they're binging, they're going to be like, wait a minute, let me rewind that because I right. know she just said that. So yeah, let's go ahead and speak that over this episode. There we go. Yeah. So let's, I'm going to dive right in. I know you Okay, you're, I, I was, it's so funny. Let me tell you, let me tell you how God works, okay? <laughs> um, last night, I am a person who is like, I try to do a lot of gratitude and praise, like just, just regular, just like make that incorporated in my life. And I was like, okay, you know, money, you know, thinking about finances, thinking about how far I've come. And I was like, man, how many people are out there who actually tell their journey, like give the real deal, like tell how much debt they had how many people share that? And then of course, fast forward, I'm preparing for our interview and I'm doing my homework and I'm reading. And I see that you and your husband actually conquered a hundred thousand dollars worth of debt. Yes. And I'm like, okay, God, I hear you whispering that to me. Like, seriously, like that is crazy. That's the most random thought. And I say random and I should stop saying that because I know how this thing works by now. But that thought came out of nowhere. I was not thinking about finances at all. And that came and I said, oh, look here, here's somebody. And the reason I was thinking it is because I kept thinking as much as I'd like to connect our audience with people who are doing things to help make their life better in whatever capacity that may be. It's rare to find people who will be so vulnerable with their money. And I was really thinking, God, send me people who are going to be vulnerable with their money so people know that they're real. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, girl, hey. (laughs) Yes. Hey, girl, hey. Here's the thing. If we're not honest with our journey, if we're we're not honest with where we've come from, then no one's going to really believe you. Like, we have to be authentic in, in all of that. And I think part of the reason why I share even the struggles of our journey and where we've come from is because that wasn't shared with me. 
Um, I would sit down in a financial planner's office and he'd have on his stuffy shirt and tie and his jacket and he'd say things like, oh yes, I know a problem is brewing when we're beneath $5,000 in our checking account. And so he was very unrelatable, didn't help me uncover my spending habits and things like that and didn't help me feel any better about the debt that I was in. And so, um, you know, I just want people to understand that I've been where they are. I walked that path, but I also got free and they can get free too. And I think that in sharing some of the difficulties, it makes it easier for someone else to believe in you and then subsequently believe in themselves as well. Oh, I agree a hundred percent. I especially, I'm trying to say this in a nice way because I've been told I'm a little too blunt sometimes. I don't know how to fix it, but anywho, (laughs) um, I know when we look at social media, because most folks, that's what we do like in our downtime in the the grocery line, you know, in the dry cleaner line, you got two seconds, you're scrolling through something, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, whatever your your drug of choice is. You see these stories, you see coaches, you see all types of folks and you're thinking that's good for them. You know, but what about me? What about the person like, you know, I have friends who have, uh, you know, doctorate degrees and who are uh, medical practitioners and folks like that who have to go to school and it's hundreds of thousands of dollars and that debt is looming, you know, and it's suffocating. Right. You know, and no one talks about it. Everybody can tell you, you know, you need six months. But what about when you need every penny for the month just to pay your bills? Right. 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 And I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't get into the details on is how do you make it work on a monthly basis? So not only can you get out of debt, but I love to say you can enjoy the journey. What is it going to take? What do you need to shift, adjust? alter so that you can actually enjoy the journey. I, you know, and you already said that I'm a Dave Ramsey certified coach. Yes, I am. And y'all know that he talks about beans and rice and I love my beans and rice, but I'm not eating that every day. Okay. (laughs) I am not a vegetarian and I need to put some sausage in them beans and rice. Like I said, that is something that happens a few times a year, not every single day. And so my thing is that you should feel like you can breathe a little bit, enjoy the journey, but also do it wisely and with intention so that you are not overindulging at a time when it doesn't make sense. And that's the difference is that's why I call my business tailor-made budgets is because you have to tailor-make it for your household, but you also want it to be real. And I tell people, you know what, I ask the question, I'll say it this way, I ask the question, what is that one thing in your life that you will break the budget to go get? You might as well put it in there. We just need to talk about how much and how often so that it doesn't overtake you or keep you off of your goals. And so it, again, I'm all about making a plan real for yourself, but also making certain that you are still headed towards your goals. And that I think I love the most because I think we lie to ourselves in so many different areas. And, and this, I'm going to go left because I tend to do that. Just as much as your money, just as much you, we lie to ourselves. We lie to ourselves a lot of times about 
faith and what kind of reality we have. And I always tell people, because I always talk about how, like, we, like I told you at the beginning of the show, how I talk to God, I talk to him like he's sitting right here, like we homies, because we are. Right. He, he knows everything I'm doing. When I have that wine in the fridge, he knows. Okay, so why should I lie about that? Same right. thing with our money. Be real. Don't lie to yourself and pretend that you're going to do this and you're going to do that. Be real with yourself. That's the first step. And I think... Right. I know in our culture, I'll speak for African-American communities, a lot of times we haven't grown up in households that had extra, right? you know, or right. had uh, a lot of times we're first generation uh, extra money in the bank where we can go into Target anytime we want, right? Right, right. <laughs> Listen to Rachel Hollis's new book today and I, I was cracking up because yep. she was talking about how, you know, she knew when she was like nine years old that I want a life where I can go to Target anytime I want. Like she right. knew that that was, <laughs> she knew that there were people out there who could yep. go to Target anytime they want and not be worried about spending $50. That's right. That's right? right. It is. It's true. And I think the thing that we have to remember is, yes, we're going from level to level, um, but we don't want to get caught up in spending everything today because if we do spend every single dollar today, we won't have anything for the future and then you won't have anything to plan, you know, to prepare and send to those who come after you and things like that. And so we do have to have some restraint. One of the first things that I do with my clients is I, we do a reality check. So literally adding up how much you spend at Target or how much you spend at this place or on Amazon nowadays or Ooh, girl, you know, don't, talk, don't talk about me like that. Don't it's another that. thing when those boxes are coming to your house. And and so just making certain that people see the reality of their spending because typically people will not add up how many times they are going to Target and what those trips are costing them or when they're spending money on clothes or on entertainment dining out is a huge one people typically will underestimate their dining out by like 50 percent like they literally think that they're dining out for 200 dollars and it's really like three or four mm -hmm. um per month and so being able to face that first is huge and then what i like to do is I mean, I'm not a deprivation type person. Like that's not what this is about. It really is about creating healthy boundaries. It's not saying no to target. It's one, how often are you going and how much are you spending when you go? Because how realistic is it for a person who goes every single week and potentially multiple times a week to target to tell them you can't step foot in the store? Uh, you're that, that's completely right. unrealistic, right? Like, right. <laughs> but But if we say, here's how much you can spend when you go and here's how many times per month it makes sense and what fits into your budget so you can still reach that longer term goal and when they say okay at least she's not telling me no at least we're not saying zero dollars right and so looking at it that way people are like okay i can see if i can do this like they're at least challenged to try versus, you know, feeling defeated, like they'll never be able to make it. Right. And, and the thing is too, no matter what, you got to want it. Absolutely. You got to want it. She can the give you all is, How bad do you want it? Right. You can give us all the grandest ideas because it's out there. Let's be clear. There's information out there everywhere you turn. Right. But we want that personal connection and we want someone who gets it and who right. looks like us or sounds like us or is a lady like us, whatever that may be. We're all looking for someone who can resonate with our story. Right. So yep. 
that's part of it. Knowing someone who resonates with your story has overcome. So take me back to you and your husband swimming in this hundred thousand dollars of debt. What was that catalyst that said, right. you know what, instead of us, you know, going our separate ways, let's get this money taken care of. Well, that's, that's really a good question. There were two pivotal moments. Um, one was a turn for the worst. And then one was a turn for the better. So when we first got married, we had $60,000 in debt and we had a couple kids and found ourselves in over $90,000 in debt because what did we do? What every normal human being does, right? When you don't have money to buy a car or I'm sorry, to fix your car, you actually go and get more payments because we had a car that was a thousand dollars to get fixed. We didn't have a thousand dollars but we had decent credit and so we were able to skip the first month's payment and pay $300 the next month right on a vehicle that was going to put us further behind right and you know you do that a couple times and it's easy you know to see that we're closer to $100,000 when the fir- you know first 5 years of our marriage and so and so that is how we ended up there and you know, the writing on the wall was, you know, when we finally said, this is it. Like, that was the last debt we took out as a car loan. And um, when you're carpooling, you've got a kid, you're trying to figure out, you know, you need another vehicle. That's when it, you know, the crap hit the fan. We're like, I'm an engineer. You know, he's a sales professional. How in the world do we not have the money to do this? This is ridiculous. Right. Um, and we have a child, we have two kids, you know what I mean? And you start thinking about, this makes no sense. Why are we not able to do what we're, what we need to do? And so for us, that was it. Like we just could not, you know, take on any more debt and not that we, it wasn't like an overnight transformation as more of, as it, it was like a realization we had this car issue. Our, our child was, you know, in the hospital, we, she needed a, a medical procedure. You know, we just started seeing, oh, my, my husband lost his job. Like all of these things, like, okay, you know what? We got to get our money act together because you need money to be able to take care of your family when they're sick. You need money to be able to take care of a vehicle so you can get to work. We need money in case someone does lose a job, right? These are all life events. We, we lost family members and we literally had to get a buddy pass to get back so that we can go to the services for a family member because we did not have enough money to get a last minute plane flight back. Mm-hmm. And these are the things that say, okay, the crap hit the fan <laughs> and I don't want to live like this anymore. I want to be able to have money to do what I want to do so that in the event of an emergency, the emergency doesn't become the financial strain. The emergency is simply whatever it is that we're dealing with. And we have the stamina, the emotional wherewithal to be able to tackle it. And so that's, that's all we wanted. And so these were the things that just kind of led to, let's get our financial life together. I'm tired of, you know, charging a $10 lunch to pretend like I'm on the equal status with my engineering friends. Frankly, it was because we just did not have the cash, you know? And so, you know, if we're just honest with where we are financially, when you're fed up and you're sick and tired of being sick and tired of all of it, then you're going to find a way out. And we just got annoyed enough with our situation um, that we said, we're not doing this anymore. Thank you for your honesty. (laughs) That's real. (laughs) Right. So you, you, you guys, 
together on the same page decide. So who takes the first class or do you do it together? You know, that's a really good question. Um, here's what's interesting is my husband, there, there were, he's the one who actually started this journey. He was the one carpooling, going to work, and he was listening to Dave Ramsey on the radio. And he came home and he's like, hey, we got to do this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You're crazy. Um, and then I started listening to him. And then he said, okay, so what are we going to do about it? And Dave Ramsey came, we lived in uh, Arizona at the time and he came to Arizona and we went and saw him. And I was like, oh yeah, I think this is important. And my husband actually took my credit card away from me and literally put it on ice. He froze it because, yes, yes, he froze it. And he, you know, because I had to come clean about that $10 lunch that was happening all the time. And that I was undermining our financial progress, even if it was that small amount, but I was undermining our financial progress by not letting him know that I was incurring more and more debt. And so he took that away. And then we had a real basis for some honesty. And what's so funny is now I'm the one doing this and I'm the one helping other people go through that themselves in their relationships or um, for single people have that accountability partner because you know, it's easy to sweep things under the rug, but it's hard to do that heavy lifting of creating a budget, sticking to it and paying down on your debt faster than you would have on your own. And so, um, you know, the big pivotal moments, you know, were early in our relationship and, um, it started from honestly, just listening to some crazy guy on the radio. (laughs) More brunch and slay after this. So if you're like me, you've listened to an episode or two and you wanted to know more about the guest who's on the show. You wanted to know where can you follow them? How can you support them? And where can you find that product that they mentioned? Well, you're not alone. So I've decided to give you a one-stop resource for reconnecting with the folks who you hear on the show. Head over to brunchandslay.com, head over to the shop section and you'll find some of the folks who've been on the show and the things that they're offering and their products. One stop, one shop, we create, we cultivate, and most importantly, we build and we win. And now back to Brunch and Slay. I think that's awesome because sometimes I'm going to be, I'm going to share something that I never shared before. All right. Um, When my husband and I first started dating y'all, I was one of those college kids who got credit cards because it was quote unquote free money. Right. I didn't care. Everybody I knew had bad credit. So what was the big deal if I got bad credit? That's just the way of life. Right. That's how it was. That's how it was. I wanted that t-shirt. I wanted that t-shirt they were giving me. So I had of all credit cards to get, I had a freaking discover credit card. Mm-hmm. Just utterly ridiculous. But anyway, that's a whole nother episode. Um, I had that credit card. I had, I did not pay it off. I didn't care that I didn't pay it off. I had no intentions of paying it off when I got it. Let's, I'm going to be very real. That's where my mind was at that time. Yep. Then I meet this real frugal guy who happens to turn out to be my husband and we were dating and he literally, I'm like, y'all, I was in a bad way. I had a crap job. I could barely make my bills pay like every month. And I literally had a roommate and a cash car. I didn't even have any bills. So this lets you know how bad my job job was. And I would be selling CDs every month to pay my cell phone bill. I thought he did not notice. I would like sneak and go sell stuff. We, we, we weren't living together or anything, but I guess he probably saw it. And one day he just pulled me to the side and he's like, Hey, um, I noticed that you are having a hard time. Let's sit down right. and help. Let me help you get on a budget. Wow. <laughs> wow. And my life changed because I was like literally so full of shame. 
so yes. full of shame because I was supposed to have it together and that is not what I was portraying. Let me just be real. I was not portraying that I literally would manage my checkbook down to like $12.30 to payday. Right. Literally. And could only afford to go out and eat lunch out at work on paydays. That was it. That was all my budget would allow. Mm-hmm. And he talked me into letting him get my credit report run, looking at the foolery I'd done. And literally, he helped me and, and, and showed me that, you know, there's a different way. And that right there, I say to let y'all know you're not alone. Mm-hmm. We have all been there. But the mistake we would make is to continue to stay there. That's right. I think it's beautiful. I think it's absolutely beautiful when um, somebody that you care about jerks your chain or says, hey, you know what? I'm going to help you with this or helps even says, I think that the path you're going down is not a solid path. Let's fix this. Yeah. You know, I think that that's love right there. People are ashamed. Yes. And there's a lot of emotions attached to our money. We feel guilt, remorse. Um, you know what? We're selfish with our money. Um, we, we say, you know what? I deserve this, you know, or I work really hard. You know, I should be able to do A, B, and C. Or since my parents weren't able to do it, I, want, I need to be able to do this for myself. And yeah. no one's going to tell, you know, our pride can get in the way. No one's going to tell me different. Oh, and yeah. these are the things that hold us back from really being able to live life. You know, one of the things that I say to people is when you enable or you do so much for someone else, be it your kids or someone outside of your immediate family nucleus, and you are giving all these funds, you better hope that when you retire, they have a room in their house for you, a bedroom. Because if you haven't taken care of your future, then you're going to need a place to stay. And yeah. so it's, it's like, yes, it, it's okay to indulge at times and things like that, but it's not okay to overindulge and still have no future. No one else is going to be there to take care of you in, in the future. That's the bottom line. And you, so you have to be able to have funds to do that for yourself. I love that you say that. So let's talk about guilt. Because again, I'm going to go back to our community of the women who listen to this show and the men who listen to this show. Um, A lot of times when you are that person who quote unquote made it, whatever that may be, family, everybody says, call so-and-so. Yep. Lights get turned off when the car note is late, whatever, when somebody dies, whatever. That's That's, And then that guilt comes in because you feel obligated, right? Maybe they did help you. Maybe it is your mama. She did Mm -hmm. raise you. but. How do we say no? Mm. So here's the thing. And and I I don't know if you've ever touched on this before, but what you just described is the black tax. It's the tax on those who have quote unquote made it or who are making some money, making some headway in their income and their finances. And there is a social and familial, you know, expectation that they help those around them. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with helping people. But if you can't help yourself first, you're out of order. Mm. So in my opinion, I think that people need to have a boundary set around that. Um, And what that means is a certain dollar amount or when you have a conversation with a family member, it's not about giving them everything. It's about giving them something that's going to get them to that next thing. And then have a conversation about their budget 
and in educating them and helping them to see, guess what? If I continue to help you, I'm not going to be able to help anybody in the future. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so meeting them halfway, I, I love the idea of not taking full responsibility for whatever it is that they're asking. So for instance, if it is, you know, they need a $200 bill paid, you say, okay, guess what? Can you do a hundred dollars? And I'll do a hundred, you know, what it, what, or ask them, what is it that they can do? Or, you know what? Sure. But you've got to wait till payday for A, B, and C, right? And so that it, it forces them to think about how bad is it that they need it? And then you have the conversation. Why are you in this position? What is it that's going on? How can I help you not be here again? It, it doesn't have to come with stipulations, but when you do give someone money, you are now entering, they have allowed you in because they've let you know they didn't have enough, mm -hmm. right? So now you can, I feel, ask questions mm -hmm. so that this doesn't happen again. And I find that people are much more respectful when they know that it's about more than just the dollars and cents with you. They're res more respectful in their ask. Um, or they, some of them will actually stop asking when you begin asking them questions. I was just about to say that. Just ask them once because they're going to, they won't ask again. <laughs> right. As soon right. as you flip it on them. And then one thing I, I learned very early is I don't give people money. I'll pay a bill. Like if it's, if it's towards a light bill, just like you said, I would do that. Give me the account number. That's right. You will see real quick people forget that's to call right. you back with that account number that, that is absolutely that that's a part of the boundaries right it's it's okay you know what let me do this give me the phone number and i'll, I'll handle it and then they're like oh hold on a second i didn't really want that right. like i wanted to be in control of the money you give me mm -mm. you know and and those are the things that um help you put boundaries around yourself and them to see that you have enough self-respect and self-discipline to have a way that you want this to be handled. Yeah. And that's important because they need, then they see it modeled before them as they, how they need to handle their own money with a, with a bit more self-respect. That's the difference. Ooh, y'all, I could literally say good show tonight. Let's go right there. <laughs> <laughs> that is so difficult. And it, it, it literally created a different vibe within me because I know this is a challenge. I know your pain for that person listening right now, shaking their head, be like, you don't know my mama. It's time right. to make them respect the boundaries too. Right. Cause and here's the thing. I'm in that same vein. Like I get at my, my husband and I, we both get asked for money and these are things that we do. And these are things that we've done. We've been married for 21 years and we wow. still get asked for money. And the, the thing is, is that how often is it happening? Not very often anymore. Because those who ask, we've had, you know, these conversations or, you know, there are different ways in which we've made the thing work for both parties. So we don't feel bad about it. And I don't ever recommend lending money. If you can't give the money, they can think that they're going to pay you back. That's totally fine. But in your mind, you give the money. If you can't afford to give it away, don't give it at all, period. Because if you need that $200 at payday, then you shouldn't have gave it in the first place, period. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I got to know three tips, like right off the top of your head, that someone listening right now, we, you already gave them a whole whole class on, on saying no, first of all. <laughs> thank you for that. But 
the person who's listening to this, like, okay, this is my sign. Just like God whispered in my heart last night. Some, he's whispering in somebody else's heart. They're listening today. What are three tips they can do right now to be real with themselves and, and, and test? Okay, I, I, let me change this. Okay. Three things they can do right now to answer the question if they need more direction with their money. Because some people are still lying to themselves. Mm, yes. So f- the very first thing is to look at the numbers, add up, look at um, the previous month's expenses on your statement online, go from the first to the 30th or the 31st and add up groceries, clothing, you know, dining out, all of the categories, add them up because you know what it is on your statement. And look at those numbers in total for 30 days. Is that what you thought it was going to be? So first is have a reality check. Um, And then consider what are the goals that you really want to see happen? Like think about in 12 months, where do you want to see yourself financially? Who do you want to be financially speaking in 12 months? And is this, spending a reflection of that person. And then the third thing is, what am I going to do about it? Wow. And you can do all this in private. Absolutely. You can do all this in private. And I would love it for those of you who are bold enough to do it. You don't have to tell me your numbers, but if you would just DM one of us and say that you did it and what you're going to do about it. I would love to share that because this is what this is about y'all. I'm not trying to shame anybody. I'm telling, we are both telling y'all we have been there. That's right. And life happens, life happens, you know, and and things happen. Even when you have those savings, I was one of those people who had their savings for forever and life happened and a bunch of things happened at one time and it diminished it to a, a substantially. Right. You know, and, but thank God it was there. That was one of those times I was like, whew, okay. It was there. Now you rebuild it. And that, and it's not as hard of a blow, but it's still, you know, you like seeing that number. Once those numbers start piling up, you like to see it. You don't want to touch it. Right. <laughs> you yep. know? Yeah. But, um, wow. Um, so please DM us that. So I know this is something I'm really excited about. You have something called a seven day money challenge. Yes. And you're sharing it with the Brunch and Slay audience. So tell them all about that and how they can get on the boat. Awesome. Yes. The seven day money challenge is a daily um, video that I put out there for one week so that you can make one small change in your finances every day. And each video is three to four minutes, not very long at all. And it's designed to get you into action right away. So um, there's no excuses because it's not long. There's no excuses excuses because um, the activity itself that you end up going off and doing is not going to take you a whole bunch of time. Um, And I remind you every single day. So um, sevendaymoneychallenge.com is where you can find that. It's very easy. And once you sign up, you'll get those um, emails the very next day. All right. So you take that test. You look at that 30-day statement. You get real with yourself. Yep. You're going to sign up for this challenge at no cost to you. Yep. And you get your life, right? And then let's talk about it because we got a lot of things planned in this world. If we're going to slay, we're going to slay in every way, right? That's it. Right? I can't slay with my girls when I, when I got to pick up the tab every time. That's not going to work, y'all. We're not going to be cool too long. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. Absolutely right. right. But I can totally support you saying, girl, I took my money challenge. I can't go out. Then I can say, you know what, Francis, you were honest. I got you. 
Yep. Right? Like I can, I can help you on the journey. Like let's have these real conversations. I am in yeah. love with this talk, Erica. Like <laughs> I am in love because these are the things that I feel we're supposed to be doing. And yeah. when you know better, you do better. And, and a lot of us just didn't know. And like right. I said, I went to college. I was just happy to be there. Like, hey, <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, right. it's a different world, which was not true. Like, right. They painted a good picture, you know, but the realness was real. So, but we rebound. It took me years. It was not quick. How long did it take you and your husband to overcome that debt? Five years. See, yep. and I know it's that was a lot of bootstrapping. It was, it was honestly that, you know, we have our stories, um, but we didn't deprive ourselves. I mean, honestly, we drove our kids to Disneyland um, when one of them was still up underneath the age where she was free. Um, and we bought our chicken from the grocery store and midday we went to the car, ate our lunch, the kids took naps, and then we went back into the park. Like, these are the things that we did. We were able to drive there. We didn't have any flights necessary. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and so how you do it is also a part of how you stay on track with your money too. And so that's just one story. But again, I don't believe in deprivation. I, I think you should enjoy the journey. The question is how and how much and, and that kind of thing so that you can still get to your goal. Um, and there were times, you know, we said no to stuff, you know, but we didn't say no to everything. And, and that's the point. And so it did take us about five years um, to get out of the debt. And that's what allowed me the opportunity to leave my engineering job, actually, to start working with people doing this work full time um, in 2006. And I, I don't regret it. I don't look back. And so Part of the reason that I help people get out of debt and manage their money in a better way is so that they can have the freedom to achieve and look for those types of opportunities that are going to be more fulfilling and inside of their purpose versus just going to a job every day. And because, you know, that's what they told you to do. Um, so I want people to get into alignment and integrity around who it is that they are called and purpose to be. And then all of the things will begin to fall into place at that point, too. Yes. And debt-free living is freedom. Absolutely. That's all it's about. It's not about being rich, y'all. We got it all messed up. It's not about being rich. It's about not owing anybody anything so that you can have control of your life. That's right. Right. You don't have to take that BS from that a-hole. <laughs> it's constantly, you know, micromanaging all that. When you know you, your everything is paid for. Bye-bye. You know, I got money in the bank. Bye-bye. That is freedom. And, and we should all be so lucky. And we are lucky because we have the tools. Like how lucky are we? We live in this place. You get this knowledge for free. Like everything you got right now could change your life. Everything you just got in this last 30 minutes. That's right. Could change your life. Could change that whole trajectory. It's, do we want it? You know? Yep. So of course my wheels are turning and I cannot wait to uh, chat with Erica offline because I think, <laughs> you know, I just, this is just speaking to me and I know why. Um, but I, I definitely want everybody to know, number one, you're not alone. So I love tech. So I got to know if there are any apps that you use and love and you recommend for people who are starting their journey, because a lot of us like to like stay plugged in and we need that little no notification. Is there anything out there that you use or you recommend? Yeah, you know, that's a really good question. Um, one, I love a financial calculator app. Um, it's super simple, but on there it is 
it helps you to see mortgage calculators. How much is your money going to grow to? What is it going to take to pay down debt? Um, and so I think that a, a financial calculator, having that readily available is the way to go. It just makes life easy and you can just do calculations right there. Um, I like personal capital. Um, because that one will help you see your entire net worth. Um, you can log in and put in your mortgage, what your home is worth, the vehicle, um, you know, your bank accounts, your credit cards. You can see it all in one place. It actually is super easy. I mean, honestly, I set up personal capital in probably 20 minutes and I was able to see my net worth and it, it, it updates it on the fly. It's really fast. Um, and so if I'm having a moment where I'm like, ah, what's going on, you know, I, I've overspent or I'm, I'm having a challenge with something over here, or I want to know, you know, how much is left on my mortgage, like it's all there. Um, and so being able to see that all in one place is nice in terms of seeing progress for yourself. Um, so I like that one. I personally use Quicken for my personal finances and QuickBooks for my business finances. And both of those have apps on your phone. Um, and so those two things for the daily money management, cash flow in and out, those kinds of things um, is very helpful as well. Those are the things that I use the most, I would say. Um, but, you know, I personally don't like budgeting tools that I've seen out on the market um, as much as just simply using Excel, to be honest with you. So keeping that really simple, um, if people are asking about what is a budgeting tool you use, I mean, there are some out there, but I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to that kind of stuff. And until I get my app, Speaking. I prefer yeah. Excel. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes. So uh, something that's really important to me is that for those who take time out of their life and they share and they pour into us that we pour back into them. So I have to know what vibes or prayers or both can we, the tribe and the listeners send your way. Oh, that's awesome. I have a college student. So um, one of the things that I'm definitely in prayer about is just making certain that, you know, my next generation um, that comes after me is financially stable, but also that they, you know, navigate that college system and their career and that kind of thing in, in a good way that is helping them to be in integrity with themselves and, and that they're, you know, my girls grow up to do their thing. They're not going to do my thing. They're going to do their thing. And so mama has to let them do it. So really, um, my prayer is honestly for my kids that they, you know, are able to navigate this world successfully and, and flourish in everything that they do. Um, and uh, in business, oh, y'all got to pray that I get my software tool together. That is going to help some people. <laughs> yes, we, we, we claim that for you. Yes, we claim that. <laughs> you will. It will. help some people. Yes. It so. will. Anything in that arena is, is definitely a prayer that I would ask. Well, you got it. So where can people follow you and how can they support you? 
Yes. So my business is called TaylorMade Budgets. And so you can find find me on TaylorMadeBudgets.com. I am on Facebook, TaylorMade Budgets as well. You can look for my group there and I post things there as well. Um, Instagram, TaylorMade Budgets. <laughs> right. She makes it real um, easy, y'all. Real that's easy. it. That's it. And you know, on my website, if you are looking for some one-on-one help or if you want, you know, to bounce an idea off of me, um, I do offer a 30-minute consultation free of charge. And again, that is on tailormatebudgets.com. And so you can look there and find um, a time on my calendar to to have a chat. Oh, that's beautiful. So y'all know what to do. There it is. Stop lying to yourself. (laughs) Stop enabling your little sisters and brothers and your mamas and your daddies and your aunties and cousins. Help us help ourselves, y'all. That's right. And us is every, la-di-da-di, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I have thoroughly enjoyed chatting with you, Erica. Thank you so much for pouring into us today because I am just happy that we have this kind of information out here. So thank you. Yes. Yes, indeed. It was my pleasure. So good to be here. Yeah. So if you guys enjoyed today's show as much as I enjoyed getting my life and talking to Erica, and then go ahead and you know what to do. Go ahead and share this episode on whatever social media platform you love. Tag us so that I can give you a proper thank you. And if you want to truly support us and you feel like, hey, and not, not truly, because I know you guys support us in whatever way you want. But if you want to give us a push and keep this thing going, we are a listener supported show. Head over to patreon.com forward slash brunch and slay and look at the packages that are available uh, and you can donate and help the show for as little as a dollar a month. So it's not a lot, y'all. One dollar. And we are here and we will keep this train trucking and this good information coming your way. Wait a minute. I thought you might want to know about what's happening next week. I think, I think some of what I struggle with is, you know, what being an online business is there aren't any open hours and closing hours. And so if I don't allow myself to take a break, I could work, you know, 24, <laughs> seven. Oh, <yeah>. So <laughs> that's, that's something I'm learning is, you know, even though the site doesn't close, I have to stop at some point. So until next time, always remember that if she can, I can, we all can. This is Brunch and Slate.